This is the Go Fungal Podcast. All right, so to kick things off, what is one word or a phrase that we should stop using? Uh, interesting that you mentioned that. So I started pouring beers at, uh, at a brewery on weekends, and doing that, I've noticed that people say, uh, I'd like to try this beer. And we do have sample cups, so I'm like, well, do you, do you want to try it or do you want to try it? And it's something mm-hmm. that people say all the time. I've never thought about it. I catch myself doing it now. And it's one of those things that being on the other side of the counter, I now hear it and it has come back to me in a way that I will never unhear it and will forever just commit instead of just saying, I'm going to, I'm just going to try it. So if you go to a brewery, yeah, commit, it's a story about commitment, right? Like <laughs> yeah, stop exactly. saying you're going to try things and just do things. Okay. I want. Just go for it. That. Go for the gusto. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Well, Dave, welcome to the show. Dave sure. Ailing is a 10 year storyteller veteran and a filmmaker. And he has developed storytelling workshops for Fortune 50 companies, Mm -hmm. which we're going to talk a lot about that, (laughs) and is also a professional air guitarist, much like myself. So, Dave, welcome. Thank you, sir. Good to see you, Matt Cornelison, a.k.a. Oh, (laughs) Romeo Dance Cheetah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, people people know. And so we are both air guitar uh, people, I guess, Mm -hmm. in the community, professionals maybe, or retired or whatever. (laughs) But, um, Dave, you were Rocktopus. That's correct. Was that the name that you that you always had? Because sometimes people change their names. I have always like had it. Or... Right before I went to my first competition, I still didn't have a name, and I needed to come up with something. And so I just asked my buddy, "What should it be?" He's like, "I don't know, uh, Rocktopus." And I was like, "Sounds great. Going to go with it." It's Never changed. Rolls right off the tongue. It does. It rock and rolls. <laughs> In fact, it does. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if, if, if people watching this or listening to this don't know anything about air guitar or didn't know that even I was an air guitarist, just do yourself a favor and just YouTube US air guitar or just air there guitar you and you'll see a bunch of ridiculous, ridiculous videos. In fact, um, look up uh, Air of Supremacy starring the Matt Cornelson uh, in Chicago in, in a brief uh, gorilla shot, no pull, permits pulled. Uh, <laughs> uh, video that we did in about two hours. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of things. We did a lot of illegal things in the name yes. <laughs> of good storytelling. Exactly, uh, and it does it does tell a little story. So, and that's the, and yeah. that's a nice one, and probably a a decent segue. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, let's get into that because um, I want to talk about storytelling, what that means. I think in mm-hmm. the context of these workshops that you've taught and, and what that skill even means. So, okay. So you teach storytelling workshops and that's that word Correct. storyteller or storytelling is means a lot of things, but we're really getting down to brass tacks here. We're talking about like a B2B sort of corporate business audience um, uh, or, or B2C, but people, people in the business world, so to speak. And you're teaching, you've taught workshops and are teaching workshops for people Big, in that world. So yes. Yeah. Talk about that. What is, what does that look like and, and, and who, like, you know, why would they need something like that? Sure. So just because, you know, you've, you've, you're, a, you're a great leader, you've risen through the ranks, you've done all these wonderful things, um, means that you can lead people, but there's different ways to engage people. And that's the critical difference. If you want to emotionally engage somebody, the best thing to do is to tell them a story. And so in order to move that needle of engagement, stories over and over are one of the darn finest ways that you can do that. 
Uh, and there's very simple ways that you can tackle that, um, uh, which I can get into later. But uh, yeah. well, and I think that's so that's the kind of headline, right? Stories yeah. are the way to engage with people, to grab attention, um, to teach something, you know, whatever that impact is. Right. I guess like maybe kind of let's demystify that a little bit because sure. I think when some people hear stories, they're like, oh, God, like this fluffy stuff, like, okay, once upon a time. <laughs> there was actually you know there's you know, a it's it's funny you say that too because you know uh stories are the main ways that we communicate whether we realize it or not um it's the way that i can tell you about something that you haven't witnessed yourself because otherwise how would you know about it i mean the camera's not down in my shoes but I, matt i'm going to tell you that i tied my shoes today and you really wouldn't have any other reason to not believe me um it's not a great story but it is one it had a beginning and a middle, not really very engaging. Um, but, you know, Matt, uh, I actually uh, had a traumatic head injury uh, a week ago, and it's a miracle that I can tie my shoes right now. And by the way, they're tied. A little bit more engaging, you know? Uh, so uh, you've got me, you've definitely got me hooked. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how far down that route. Well, so it's interesting. So, yeah, I think that a lot of people do understand then we just communicate through stories as humans. That's the way that people communicate. Makes right. sense. Um, I guess if that's, if we already communicate that way, what do we really need to improve? That's a good point. So you can say, you know, all right, uh, guys, last quarter, our financials were down and then they were up. So let's continue to have them go up. Does that sound good to everybody? Great. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> so, or you can say, all right, Numbers were down. Why was that? Well, you know, uh, competition was actually catching up with us. We weren't as innovative as we could have been. Uh, and so in this next and, and, and as you remember, in the next quarter, uh, strategically, we started to push towards uh, innovation and diversity in a lot of our business. And as we continued to go through that, uh, we found great strides and put ourselves ahead in the market. And by continuing that trend, we're going to continue to get better and better and better. Who else has some great ideas about how we can uh, continue that awesome line. Right. Which one would you prefer, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> a little more verbose. I, sure. Right. Yeah. But you get the idea, right? There's a structure. And I think you're really talking a lot about the, there's the context and the why, right? It's right. a really important factor, important part of a, of a good story. You, you actually just hit on this. the, you, you hit on the biggest thing, which is uh, as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, as anybody who's trying to engage anybody else, you have to be answering your audience's persistent question of why. Why do I care? Why am I doing this? Why should I be listening to a guy with a golf hat right now? Well, the answer is <laughs> I'm going to give you some good information <laughs> and, and engage you. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about the audience for something like this. I mean, yeah. the audience for this podcast, a lot of them are marketers, mm -hmm. um, storytellers, creatives, people who really are trying to find ways to engage with their audience. Um, but we don't always talk about like, sort of like the team dynamic or, or, you know, how do you sort of become a better leader by improving story, you know, storytelling as a skill, for example. So who are the people that, you know, you're teaching these workshops to and who really need this? It's usually management uh, and usually upper management of some sort. Uh, so if you are, if you're managing teams, you're, you're constantly trying to make your team better. And the reason that you're doing that is to move metrics, obviously, but the most effective way to do that is to tap into their emotional core, figure out what, what they want, and then give it to them in a way 
that motivates them to improve. So let's say, Matt, you um, you really like humor, and I know this about you. Uh, so uh, I like a joke or two. I know. Uh, and then uh, so so if I was to say, you know, Matt, your your uh, your character work in talking to um, and talking to business leaders and making and making kind of jokes about that is really awesome. What I think can help you take that to the next level is A, B, and C. So meet you where you are, nicely show a point of improvement, and then suggest how to get there. That's a little once, but until, and then at last, Matt, is you want to be, you know, an engaging, funny person, and you're going to get yourself there. I'm not going to do it for you. I'm just merely making a suggestion. But formatting things in a way to make people help reach their own conclusions and motivate them to the best of their own ability by just by just a, a couple little easy ways of formatting how you say things to emotionally engage them. I like that. So, and it's interesting because I mean, even being a storyteller myself, yeah, it, it obviously it works on me too as the audience, right? Like once you <laughs> once you sort of hit that, like, hey, this is who you are, and you kind of you kind of check that box. I'm like, I'm listening, you know, uh-huh. because, yep, because you met me because I actually I see you. I actually see, and I'm acknowledging you, and I value right. you as an audience member. That's the biggest thing, right? Right. Well, and that's really important for people to remember. I think some people just get really caught up. The problem, I think that a lot of leaders, managers run into in my experience mm-hmm. is they, they don't think about that aspect. I mean, they want to have, you know, good leaders want to have an impact. They want to sure. get people excited. They want people to rally around a message. They want people to go out and, and act. Um, but a lot of times they can struggle with that communication part. Right. And that, you know, bridging that gap and, and us, you know, what we're calling storytelling Mm-hmm. which is just sort of like probably it's, a lot of basic fundamental stuff here is it's kind basic of fundamental. Yeah. It's, it's basic fundamental stuff and it's, but it's the way that you can ride on the shoulders of giants through hundreds and hundreds of years, thousands of years of people relating to each other and telling stories and figuring out uh, repeatable communication methodologies to help you maximize your emotional impact. So let's talk about one of those methodologies. You actually said sure. the name of of it. You called it once something something something. I so was I I attended yeah, uh, I attended uh, South by Southwest a few years ago. I was at a storytelling seminar and it was it was great. But one of the slides that I feel like was way underutilized. Uh, it just said you know storytelling is basically once but until and it lasts. And I was like that's I've been searching for a, an easy way to communicate with my clients. Okay, we're going to do storytelling. And I feel like the moment that you start to say that, it's like, what are the rules? I don't understand this. You went to school for this. I didn't. But if you had this simple little way to get on the same page quickly, then you can work together. And by doing once but until and at last, it helps out. So, Matt, you and I are of similar ages. Our audience is probably all over the board. But my, my guess is that we have one cultural touchstone that we can all rally behind. And that is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I feel like everyone has at least heard of the show. There is a remake of the show now, but we're talking the original, the '90s classic. Yep, watched them all, seen them okay. all. Okay, so I as well. Okay. And but and we and we remember the theme song, do we not? Well, we sure do. We sure do. Are we so, about to wrap it? Right I, yes, we are. We were about to wrap yes. quickly and and probably not very well. But okay, it follows once, but 
until it lasts. So graphics okay. department, if you're out there, boop, 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 boop. I don't know if this is going to happen. <laughs> we'll figure but anyway, out. yeah. Uh, so uh, once in West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground, spending most of our days chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys that were up to no good, uh, but started causing trouble in my neighborhood. One little fight. My mom got scared. She said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in the lair. Went to the, wait, what's it? Whistle for a cab. When it came near, yeah, thank you. Whistle for a cab, and when it came near, the license plate suppression, there was dice in the mirror. If anything that I could say that this cab was rare, but I thought, nah, forget it. Yo, home, smell air. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight, and I yelled to the cab, yo, home, smell you later. Looked at my kingdom. I was finally there. Sit on my throne as the fresh prince of Bel Air. It's all there. It's all there. Once but until it lasts. So... The once was the, this is what happened in the past to kind of set the context to, for the, the foundation it's, of the story. Yeah. It's where we, it's, it's current setting. It's where we are right now. Right. Okay. Now, if we were to have a show where we just watched, uh, Will Smith play basketball all day without any sort of repercussions, that show <laughs> would last three episodes and be canceled like almost immediately. It's just not very exciting. Right. Uh, now the fact that he's a fish out of water, right. Uh, his hometown gets too rough. He goes now to Bel Air, where he's total fish out of water. Bringing his wisecracking street wiseness uh, is awesome. It's a great premise for a show, and it works over and over and over again because there's there's tension, a little bit, and relief. And in, in each and every episode, you're going to have a once, but until it lasts. Okay, so that's kind of the structure when you break it down right. once, but but until until at last at last. Okay. Yeah, so it it um, Kurt Vonnegut did uh, his thesis uh, on the shapes of stories, and that follows uh, kind of a typical man in a hole story. There's a man, uh, he falls down a hole, and then he gets back out again. The end. Okay. Technically a story, right? Not very engaging. The hole was interesting, I guess, but uh, <laughs> and the fact that he made it out of it. But other than that. It's it's a bit of an up and down. The guy wants to get someplace. He falls in a hole and he gets back out again. Right. If you think about it, that's once but until and at last. The time that you take between those things depend on what content you're covering and how emotionally draining you want to get with your audience. Because you can't spend forever down, right. in, down in the valley. You have to get them out. Yep. So, yep. And then that can be quick. Um, I think with clients, a lot of times when I said... Uh, you know, but oftentimes clients chai up at that concept. They don't want to talk about the negatives. They don't want to talk about things that get in the way or foibles or uh, past performance. Telling a story and improving is not an indictment of past performance. It's a method to get better. And the thing is, by putting it out there and talking about it, we are engaging people so they don't make the same mistakes of the past or we, we collectively get together and move on. Uh, and that's what is powerful about it, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, I wonder if we could like make, you know, how, what are some contexts to yeah. how a leader or manager might use these techniques? So like obviously just general communication is one thing, but one of the things that's coming to mind is, you know, when you're trying to present an idea or make a compelling case. That's the biggest funding, thing. You just said it. You just said it. When you need to make you, when you need to make an emotional case for something, it may not, or or you want to, you want to make data become emotional and have a point to it. 
that's really when this storytelling methodology can become very powerful, right? But let's say like, let's say we're talking a, a Ford plant uh, who wants to focus on safety. Well, mm. obviously safety is going to be the biggest thing. Humor could be in safety, could be Maybe. touchy. Yeah. Maybe. It depends on the audience. The biggest thing, right. and if you're, um, we're talking about how to, how to do it for, if you're a creative and you're trying to, and you're trying to nail down uh, and really get to the heart of delivering something for a B2B client, you know, the biggest thing and the, and the best service that you can do to yourself is take a minute and get to know the audience, not your client, who it's going to, the actual audience. What do they like? What motivates them? Uh, what's in their heart? What are their fears? What, is, what, what, what do they find uh, uh, brings that is, is kind of the big meaning of, of success at the end of the day. Now, if you know those things, filling in the once button till it lasts actually becomes far easier. You plot yeah. those out, you gather some content, and then the story becomes a lot clearer. I always feel like creativity is leaping from one thing to another, but it, by doing that, you're just pushing that gap closer to closer together. And then it becomes very, very easy. Um, work smarter, not harder <laughs> in that way. It's yeah, only going right. to be better well, for you and your, and, and your, and your client. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and I think, you know, one, I'm thinking of, you know, practical ways that um, people can start sure. to use storytelling. Right. And I think I did get a little off be, base. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, and I, I think that the once, but until at last is a great mm -hmm. format, right. To follow. And you could pretty much plug any kind of story into that. You don't have to use those exact words, but if you follow no. that structure, I think addition to that, you know, sometimes just telling a story of something that happened or of someone, you know, or of someone that your audience knows as yeah. a way to illustrate, let's say you're trying to, talk to your sales team, for example, and you're trying mm. to really get your message out, telling a story of success of so, how somebody lived your values or of yes. somebody how that kind of followed that direction before and they found their, their own success can be a powerful way to follow that same format. It can be. And I think um, you made me think of a lot of things when you were saying that. Uh, so one of the things, if you look at the bell curve of successful people in a company, uh, my work at Root really was for moving the middle of the bell curve just over a little bit into the into the more positive side. The top performers are going to be top performers. The bottom is going to be the bottom. But if you can affect the middle just a little bit and engage them, that is millions or billions of dollars. If you can if you can if you can move that bubble a little bit, mm. um, which really became the goal. And so the methods. Uh, to figure out how to do that in the most effective manner possible uh, was always the North Star and yeah. ever changing. But affecting, you know, the mass of people um, was was always the target goal. So they looked at top performers. They say, what, what is your secret? What do you do? Top performers don't know what they do. They just do it. That's why they're the top mm -hmm. performers. They don't even think about it. They don't, you know, and what it takes is actually looking at them and figuring out what they do and then breaking it down. Now, are right. you supposed to remember all these things? No. What's a good way to do it? Put it into a story or a song mm -hmm. or a something. That's the way uh, that can be an effective way to do it. Yeah. So, an effective way to, for people to remember and be able correct. to share it again, right? Yeah. I mean, this is why we have cautionary tales, fables, these things, you know, a tortoise and the hare, these, these cultural reference points that we have, you know, uh, 
you know, flying too close to the sun. These are all story references to help guide us and teach us things in a very quick, short format. Let's talk about the business context some more. And what are some of the results impacts? You know, again, we're, we, you know, the, you, you've taught people storytelling mm-hmm. through workshops. We've done the same here. We're actually developing um, that offering f- through fungi because we know the power of storytelling. Obviously we're already doing it on behalf of our clients, yeah. but we know that we, that, that it's a, a skill that really is vital for everybody to be successful in business. Um, but when people go through these workshops, what is the impact results? What are they saying? Like help p- paint the picture of that, the payoff, I, see, I suppose. The payoff really is that if you have a team of people, uh, you get you you have the ability to get to know them and to help motivate them in a repeatable and effective manner. Um, that you are able to go into any sort of networking thing at your uh, you know either a, either a business luncheon or or just hey a straight up networking event and introduce yourself effectively and memorably. There was a great study, some California university, I can't remember, but uh, it basically said that between reality and the stories that we tell ourselves is actually where we live our life. So we're always motivating towards Mm. something or thinking about the next thing. um, And we're just kind of one step ahead of reality and kind of experience that almost retrospectively. And I thought that that was a really interesting thing. So if you can tune up your storytelling ability, you kind of have the you you can make a clearer picture for yourself, a more achievable picture of yourself, and have a better story at the output when you're looking back. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of shaping your destiny, so to speak. Exactly. Uh, yeah. By 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 hunting those chops. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting. It's funny to call ourselves. You know, I call myself a storyteller. If you like, look up LinkedIn, you'll see like Matt Cornelison, storyteller, yeah. entertainer. Um, but it it is really a human quality. It's like creativity, right? Like. It is. We are innately uh, storytellers. We learn how to do it our whole lives. Um, but just like any skill, it is certainly something that you can always continue to improve. And you can right. always, especially if you're, if you have the, you know, you want to make a bigger impact to your organization for your team. If you want to get people, give people clarity in, mm-hmm. in the message you're trying to communicate, if you want to get people uh, to engage in, in a compelling way with, whether it's for marketing purposes out in the world. I mean, this is a skill set that's used for all of these different applications. But these are skills that, that you can learn, you can apply, and hey, yeah. there are ways to do that. Um, Everybody so, is a storyteller. You know, the only thing that differentiates a, a potter from someone who, you know, messes around with clay is the potter has more reps uh, and learns more. Mm-hmm. You know, just just... Just do it and do it better and think about what you're doing and you can add storyteller to your LinkedIn profile. We well, I like it. that structure. Everybody should should maybe do a little research. Go rewatch the opening to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Follow yeah. that once. Once, but until but and it, yeah. Until at last. I right? feel like you were doing that like it like it's gonna appear in your hands. <laughs> I hope it does. I hope it does too. <laughs> Well, this, this is awesome. I, I think that, you know, obviously you're kind of preaching to the choir here, but everybody listening, watching this, um, yeah. let's start honing those chops, baby. It's, um, it's not hard. It's not hard. Just a little attention to detail does it. That's it. Yeah, for sure. Creativity and, 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 and performance and storytelling is 
not hard if you slow down and pay attention. Absolutely. I think that's a perfect way to wrap this baby up. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Dave, thank you so much for dropping some knowledge bombs. Yeah, man. Your storytelling chops, always welcome. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for having me. Oh, fungal.